hamster with a blunt penknife and do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with Blood Ben Knife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Simon Hart. Yes, Joe Ford. The most marvellous man in the universe, an absolute ball of sunshine and the light of my life. How are you doing today? <laughs> well, I'm having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a laugh not knowing anything about the Aztecs. <laughs> Sometimes I do lots of preparation. Mm. Sometimes with a story like Nightmare of Eden, which we did last. You don't I need think, it. You don't I, need I, it. I just knew that one off You've my heart. You've been watching that since you were four. Exactly. So this one I have not I have not watched so often, but there's lots to comment on about on screen. So you're actually getting a proper commentary of what's going on. Actually, we have to, you know, because I've noticed with a lot of these lately, it's been less about what's going on on the screen and more about lots of diversions. Yes. Um Whereas sometimes it is quite nice to actually commentate on what's going on on the screen. However, I do have a question for you. I have an interrogation. Part. An interrogation, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is raised. There we go. Yes. Um, so I require your opinion on the question of four-part Doctor Who adventures. Right. Do Because um, we only have, what, one, two, four-parts in this season? And every yes. child in this? Um and I'd say, oh, I'd say they're the paciest, but Unearthly Child's not exactly pacey, is it? When we hit 100,000 no. BC. <clears throat> but do you think the four-parter is the ideal length for a Doctor Who story? It's the ideal length of classic Doctor Who. Ah, so you don't think a two-parter is the ideal length of a new Who? I do like a two-parter because you get a bit more room to breathe. I find the characters have a bit more yes. suffers in it. Um, yeah, because you've got a bit more time to get to know everyone. Mm. Um, but I think with the nature of TV now, I think you need the Zipia one part and it's done. Or six parts and you've got loads of room to, to get used to everyone as we've just had. But this... I think, no, I wouldn't say it's, it would be intolerable six parts. It would be padded out as six parts. Yes, this would be stretched. And that's the case with a lot of six parters is that you can see that there would be a really tight four part version of this story. Oh, maybe, but maybe not the censor No, well, that think would still be, be, a, uh... be a tight two part version yeah. of that. <laughs> you know. Uh, but um, I think, I think in the case of the Aztecs, this is actually, I don't want to say it's pacey because you know it's not pacey like I don't know, Attack of the Sidemen, no. pacey, but it it does have pace to it. It is the perfect story for the length of the story, yeah. It and do you know what? How many Doctor Who stories can you say that about? Not, not a great deal, and not even for every four parter because quite often you get the lull in episode two or episode three. I've got another one, you know. Okay, I think I can name a story which is perfectly paced yeah and suits four parts okay like perfectly and i've just used perfectly twice day of, Perfect. the, day of the daleks day of the daleks works doesn't it I, yeah mm -hmm. i think i think it has enough plot for four parts yes pirate planet yeah has enough plot for four parts but yeah i uh, very often like you, you point at McCoy and you go, well, that needs another episode. Yes. You know, most of the time. And you point at Connor Baker and say, well, that shouldn't ever have existed. But you look at something like Time Lash, which is the same length as this story. Mm -hmm. And you've got 
a story where the doctor doesn't arrive in the story till what would be episode two yeah then you've got huge padding in the tardis at what would be the climax in episode four mm -hmm. because it's under running and it's like nothing quite fits together how it should it should be coming in like and then this. you get the false climax don't you yeah and so then you have to do it again it. yeah so yeah it's just like there's there's a story but it's just not enough incident to keep Whereas that I think story going zips along with enough incident to pad out its four yes. parts and you've got a bit of action you've got a you've got some great character moments and that is this the episode uh, is this the episode where they go up to barbara with the cup of poison and say here have a drink of this yes we we come at you in all humility have a mm -hmm. drink of this poison yeah. cocoa joe has just presented me with um a glass of lemonade oh shit <laughs> so i'm now looking at this very warily uh having taken some sips so if i suddenly you hear a bang that's my head hitting the desk and i'm just should you drunk. should you no longer um hear sci heart featuring in maximum power podcast this is why <laughs> <laughs> I, I invite all rival podcasters over and give, yeah they never come back no. <laughs> yeah. well should i we... made it through gridlock in person so god did, yeah. did. shall we skip into it we better had haven't we then if you'd like to count us in okay in five four Three, two, one, go. How's your throat feeling? Sw swelling up? No. I'm fine. Oh, dear. There's that marvellous line in that Buffy episode, you know, where uh, Giles and his friend are having a drink. And his friend goes, um, how do you drink? Why? Because you've just drunk a half a bundle of poison and in five minutes you'll be dead. And then he just goes, ha, 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 just kidding. <laughs> Why do they do this? Why do they refilm the cliffhangers in this? Because they haven't got enough um, equipment to rerun the videotape oh, and it, cut it in. It's never as effective, you know. No, in the because they haven't got the, the weeks worth the the episode's worth of performance to get up to the cliffhanger acting in the sense of episode one there's this fabulous slow pan across and then the slot the this on Tara, the uh what's it called Sensorite. Sensorite comes up the window in slow motion in the reprise the camera pan is just there yeah it's like oh yeah and if you, Barbara. yeah oh she knife wielding she's not having any of this is she she is terrifying me yeah, right you now do not cross barbara right i tell you no, remember when she took out Sandy the Well, Sam who beast? could forget that? Yeah, honestly. There with a gun wielding. She got a bloody knife to that girl's throat in the crusade. Yeah, didn't she? Honestly, she's dangerous. I tell you what, those hats remind me of. You know what's the that? hats that clowns wear? <laughs> <laughs> those sort of cones. It's like the Pet Shop Boys in the video for Go West. Go West. We will find our way. Sorry. Is he the best villain of the season? Who else we got? Oh, got old oh, mother. Oh, she's great. Oh, I didn't wait. Oh, and you've got old lady painful Carla. Yeah, Carla. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Um, who else have you got? Oh, Vazor. Yeah, Vazor oh, the he's, he's just nasty, oh, isn't he? Yeah. Um, you've got um. The 
Second Sensor Eye. <laughs> is that his name? Second Sensor Eye. the second. Yeah. yeah. Um, got whoever it is in the Reign of Terror. You see the, I've watched the Reign of Terror. It. No, well, he just turns up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, the details just fall yeah. through. The only bits I really like in the Reign of Terror is when he's on the road. Hard yeah, and, and the Doctor murders someone with the spade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he calls him skinny. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. But yeah, the Reign of Terror never quite works for me. No, I, I think the first episode is pretty good, and I do like the burning building. When yeah, that's nicely done, there. isn't it? Do you remember the music when he's walking to Paris? <laughs> More just makes me think of Thirty Years in the TARDIS, oh, where it yes. cuts to that. Mm -hmm. I love that documentary. Me too. Has anyone done commentary on that? That'd be interesting. Do you do commentary on documentary? Probably. Probably. Because there's so many Plenty things to talk that are about quotable in that one. Karen Ford when she's holding her hands up in the TARDIS. Mm. <laughs> that is staggeringly so, accurate. As big as, as, big as this. <laughs> well, Jeremy is really annoying in that. I mean, sorry, nothing to do with the Aztecs, but I've Which one? <laughs> Jenny Linden from oh. the movies. And, um, yes, and uh, it's too frightening for the kiddos. So um, they, they, she they, don't they, let Roberta no. Tavi talk. Right, so he goes, fire extinguishers. Yes, fire extinguishers. Yes, yes. Oh, you know what else is annoying in that? Toya Wilcox. She oh, finds everything sexual. It's your she, icon, Joe. She finds everything. She's like, the side so sexy. John Pertwee is so sexy. And, you know, side men are sort of fetish suits. <laughs> Toya Wilcox, you got a problem, all right? Okay. Oh, this is coming from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's fabulous. Go away, Katoxol. I can't get your name right. <laughs> uh, actually, there's even a bit of padding in this, isn't it? Where um, they're off up the tunnel at the end of this. Yeah, the water's mm -hmm. coming in. It takes forever for the water to fill up. Oh, he's had to lie down now. He's like, oh, God. Yeah, you ever woken up like this? <laughs> with a man caressing a knife <laughs> next to me. No, funnily enough, I haven't. I've had a few knives like that, you know. <laughs> They weren't caressing a knife. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We need Fraser. <laughs> what is that in the background? I don't know. It looks like, it looks like a sunflower that's been badly painted. <laughs> um, now, I have a feeling there is a story similar to that with this story where they've made all the pots that are in the background here and yeah. given them to students to paint in Aztec style. But I'm, I'm sure that's on the documentary. Oh. But I might be misremembering because obviously I haven't done any research. <laughs> so I've got a question for you, Joe. I've already got the answer. We're going. What can you tell us about the director of this story, John Cook? Oh, you fucking bastards. <laughs> We talked about this off mic. I don't think there's much evidence about John Crockett out there, you know. No, but I don't think they even talk about it much in the documentary. No, I don't think they do, do they? Like, they talk about uh, Christopher Barry in the Daleks. Yeah. They talk about Warris Hussein. Yeah. They talk about Heinrich Hurst because he yeah. got fired. Exactly. Yeah. This mm -hmm. breakdown on the set. Talk um, about Richard Martin all the time. Who do Is it Frank Cox that does sense rights? Yes, Frank Cox and Mervyn Pinfield. Yeah, oh, Mervyn Pinfield was the Frank Cox like, does an episode of yeah of Edge of Destruction as well. Pinfield does the Space Museum. Yeah, 
Sensorizing. I remember with his camera. Sensorizing the Space Museum. What a CV. Jesus. But no one really talks about John Crockett. So sh should anybody know anything about John Crockett? Yes, um, tweet us at... Um, <laughs> at at Stock at Oho, please. Wow, Ian looks super hot there. Mm -hmm. um, it's a shame, though. No, because it's well-directed. Yeah, yeah, it's nicely done, isn't it? See, look, he's, that's it. This poor fella, Tanilla. Yeah. Platoxel is trying to convince him to poison Barbara. This is like an episode of The West Wing. I'm telling it you, is. it's in the Aztecs time. Political machinations. Exactly, yeah. Murder, it's... sacrifices, action, romance. <laughs> and it's the drama coming out of the characters. This is exactly how these characters would have got through and yeah. what they would have done at the time. Well, the trouble is, is with Barbara there, she's, she has, you know, um, taken power from her, isn't she? He's yes. essentially in charge of this entire society. So, so his motive is believable. Yes. Well, one thing that the story does quite well and in quite a progressive way, go on, um, in these woke days, is that um Yataxa was a male god yeah. who is reincarnated as a woman and it is not commented on that other than scene. How dare you make yeah. that suggestion? Right, and a, a male a, a male, male character, character turning into a female. Exactly. I mean you get outraged for that in any other civilization other get than the sun. Get me the sun and the mirror <coughs> now. Doctor Who was doing that right at the very beginning. To God. That's it. I need to do a nerdrotic style YouTube video. Eleven hours <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a waste of a life. Honestly. Yes. No, but you're right. You're absolutely but, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fabulous idea. It's really yeah, and because it could have been Ian. They could have given that wrong. Yes, to Ian. exactly. But they give it and you see Barbara when Barbara takes the bracelet at the start and puts it on, mm. that leads to everything that happens in this story. Otherwise, they would probably have all been killed yeah. straight away. Oh, my God. Look at how, go. how coquettishly... Oh, there's a big word again. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. You know what? I've taken yeah. brain pills today. <laughs> how coquettishly she dropped those cocoa beans in. Do you know what? I've yeah. got oh, that <laughs> Not cocoa beans. A condom, usually, or something like that. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've dropped them all over the place. Oh, what are we going to do with these? Oh, pick them up so I can just... No. <laughs> oh, look at the doctor. He's got... He has no clue. He's no, set up and that's the, the fun... Yeah. And you get later on that marvelous expression on his face when he realizes what he's just done and it's a huge close-up of him <laughs> it's very funny oh look at her and she's she, so, oh she's yeah she's in ecstasy there she, she thinks she's gonna get something yeah. tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh. Those scenes, I, I genuinely think, despite the fact that so much of the rest of this is like razor sharp drama, the scenes between the Doctor and Kameka are the best of this story. There's just a warmth. Yeah, there's just a little bit of heart. And at this point, the Doctor isn't an asexual no. character traveling the universe. He's got the same feelings and. Mm. I mean, it would have been even funnier if it had been him and uh, Ortlock. 
<laughs> that would have been truly progressive in oh. <laughs> oh, like dropping the couch. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> no, oh dear. In fact, you know, it's funny because I watched Love and Monsters the other week. Yeah. Oh, and you've got Jackie Tyler trying it on with yeah. Elton, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Using every Using technique yeah. in the book. Throwing the red wine over. I'm making a thematic link between Kameka of the Aztecs and Jackie Tyler of the Powerless State. You've heard it here first. They're both total slags and they want to get... <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, dear. Ian, always practical. He is. You're always practical, she was going to say there. He never, he's, like, she's kind of like the emotional one, isn't he? Yeah, she's, and he's quite she's unflappable, the reactive. Yeah, yeah, and he's the sensible. Like, I don't care what William Russell says. They got married when they were They married. certainly did, didn't And they? Rusty Davis has confirmed it. Yeah. I, you watch them at the start of the Romans. They've been at it for hours. Oh, they're so close. Aren't they? I post at that point. We've all had a moment like that, you know, the first time. Mm-hmm. Aren't they pissed as well? Yeah, they've been drinking wine all the time. slurring his speech, and then she knocks a pot over his head because <laughs> <laughs> she's so drunk. She knocks him out. Yeah. Oh, I love the Romans, you know. Yeah, it's good oh, fun, gosh, that one, you know isn't what? it? That might be my favourite historical. They're all good. Mm-hmm. Marco Polo's good. Yeah, Marco Polo's good. Really great, isn't oh, it? Wait, you said, oh, the Crusader, really Crusade, love. yeah, that's... I like the Time Meddler, you know. Yeah, Time Meddler is fun. I remember watching that when it was repeated in 1992 and thinking, this is very, very slow. Why are they repeating this one? But it's one that grows on you through the years. How are you... Oh, look at this. This is your friendship smash! Oh, never invite her round for dinner. Oh, her performance here... Where she's like, um, I am not your taxer. She's brilliant. Yes. Look it at reminds this. me of this. Reminds me of, of that bit in Keys of Mariners, which they're filthy rags. She's great. <laughs> and she could do all of these emotions. She could do the anger. She could do all of this stuff. You stupid old man. Don't you realize you would have died in the dark city of Ian and have helped you? No, no. And what about what we went up to against the Daleks? She's terrific. I mean, oh, God. I'm, I don't know. This will make me popular. I think she's probably the strongest of the ensemble. I think you're probably right, actually. And she was a good friend of Verity Lamb. Yeah, and she, she did it as a favour to her. And I do wonder. Well, she said that, didn't she? And then she said once she started, she, she totally got into yeah. it. Yeah, like she really started to enjoy it. I'm wondering if Verity Lambert said, let's give her a strong role. I think it just comes from David Whittaker working on the characters and making them all as strong as they possibly can be. You know what? I think this is a marvellous way to get engaged. Yeah, that's a lovely, yeah. Share a cup of cocoa. Bloody effort. You've got to get out of the restaurant. Just share a nice warm chocolate. Yeah, there you are. You've had your TGI Friday. <laughs> You've had a nice Friday on right out. And you're there just saying, right, two cups of cocoa. Yeah, please. exactly. Oh, right. my oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Sorry, was that a proposal? <laughs> I'm not taking you to TGI Friday. 
okay, you'll take me to the Ritz Carlton <laughs> if you want to get engaged to me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm going now. Okay, <laughs> rude. <laughs> <laughs> Love those perspective backdrops. There's lots to look at on the sets. Lots of just details. And they're very Newbury, really, really good. There's um, Nathan Bottomley of A Flight for Entirety. Yes. Fame, always stresses to me the vision in television is very important and i always just say well it doesn't really matter you know like it's made in a budget and what it looks like doesn't matter as long as it's entertaining and it's intellectual and blah blah, blah. But actually i think he's right if there's a level of visual sumptuousness it's almost a distraction isn't it yeah um and I think a lot of modern day TV uses that distraction because a lot because of it is a, a script. Yeah, the script is not as clever. Yeah. Well, they're just churning out TV things, yes. aren't they? So, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, all modern day TV is shit. I think they, they've gotten better at making television. So yeah. it's of a good standard all the time now. But I don't know. Like, think of the most visually stunning classic Who stories. And quite a lot of them are historical ones. Yes, I would agree. Well, look at something like Black Orchid, yeah, which has or, a pretty lousy script, but it looks beautiful. Look at Ghostlight, which is a very confusing script. Yeah, but it looks but it's beautiful. All, and again, that's like this. This is an all in all in the studio story. Yeah, but it is really well done. Yeah. Sometimes, and I think probably the better stories. Um, combine that visual sumptuousness with like a terrific script. Yes. I am going to point out a story you don't like now okay. and say Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah. Um, can you think I'm of anything? Going to... I, I was just about to say Pyramids of Mars and then I remembered the pyramids. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, those those are not great sets. Um, well, okay, I'm going to say, say I'm not going to say that's my breath. Talents of Wang Chiang is a great script and a great production. Yes. Um, but if, okay, uh, look at the stories where you haven't got a great script and you haven't got, or, you, or you've got a great script, Are we but talking poor about sets. Time Lash again. Well, well, yeah, well, then you've got a poor script and poor sets Twin and the whole thing. Twin Dilemma. Yeah. End of season, no money, just looks tinfoil covered consoles and what about when peak doctor who when you have a fantastic script and a great production like time of the rani <laughs> <laughs> well that is a great production i think it's a great script yeah. as well pretentious is the word uh so yeah but if you can get something like this where you've got just got a perfect mesh yeah for something that was meant to be broadcast once and probably never seen again maybe seen in a couple of countries around the world, but that wasn't a big, big thing at the time. How do you think William Hartnell would feel? Yeah, if he was told we're making this in what 1964 that Joe Ford and Simon Hart in 2021 will be sitting down and doing a commentary about your performance in this story. Like, I think he'd just look at us like we were completely insane. <laughs> And say Simon that. who? Yeah. Yeah, what? You're a pair of gays. <laughs> Get out of my sight. No, no, but no, he would. I, I think he, 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 
it quoted that he said that Doctor Who would go on and on? Yeah. So maybe that's not. I think he would like. Yeah, I think he would be incredibly pleased of his part in that that legacy, even if he doesn't always get the kudos he deserves. He languishes at the bottom of polls, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think he's though. That's the only reason. Exactly, and I think. I've been as guilty of that as anyone because sometimes you just forget how much he set up Doctor Who and you concentrate on Troughton coming in because he's done the difficult thing of being the first new Doctor Who. Yeah. Or being the second Doctor Who, whereas Hartnell is just Doctor Who. He is just the Doctor. There's no inkling until the Tenth Planet Part 4 that there is any chance that this character could be anyone else yeah it's just the doctor isn't yeah it? yeah and he created that he created that character he's the governor yeah do you know you say about trout having a hard role of having mm. to that and i do agree with that i do think he did but i actually think it's undersold the difficult task that pert we had because the show was languishing yeah mm-hmm. And for him to take hold of it and to make it such a success, like yeah, and give it its him. second big flush of success mm-hmm. after sort of the Daleks in, in season well, two. I mean, the ratings were fair, fairly good in season one, but in season yeah, two, it just rockets as soon as you get the Dalek invasion of Earth. It's sky high. Do you know it's sad though because you get to the Web Planet. And that hits the massive high of like yeah. thirteen point five million on episode one, and then it just goes downhill <laughs> from there. But but like I mean, they're still pretty good at the rates for the rest of the yeah, year. But, but it's oh, never quite that high again. I think enough people tuned into that and went, "What is this?" Honestly. Congratulations. <laughs> Here we've got Ian and the Doctor joking. Yeah. Just a couple of stories earlier, they were literally at each other's necks. Yeah. Yeah. Guest appearance for my neighbours there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't hear, they're gonna message each other later. <laughs> I wonder what the message will be about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your neighbours. You don't want it right. <laughs> Rotten bunch. Mm-hmm. Um I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> Welcome back to Joe's Neighbours. <laughs> Joe's Neighbours here and Joe. The Murder Podcast. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just putting the subtitles on now. The episode. <laughs> it's so professional. It's so... You paused it now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope no one's listening along. Oh, dear. oh, that was quite a sophisticated camera move. That was, that? yes. Swoop around. Do you know what I've got to say, right? Yeah. So I have this regular argument with Nathan on Untitled Star Trek about Star Trek Discovery because the cameras don't stop fucking moving. Mm-hmm. They're swooping around, right? Yeah. I've got to take giddy sickness tablets just to watch an episode <laughs> of Discovery. I like this sort of languid camera work where it just sort this of is what we grew up with, isn't it? Yeah. What's wrong with it though? It's not. It tells the story perfectly adequately. But like, if the camera was, remember when they did the. <clears throat> Reign of Terror animation, and it was all like Tarantino style editing. Eye, mouth, eye, turn. <laughs> oh, it was terrible, wasn't it? And it was like, well, when was the sixties ever like this? The what were you thinking? Never like that. the animation. Scary, awesome. 
It was a big finish. Big it? finish, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Big finish. It was a Gary Russell. I'm not tarring him with that brush. Hello, Gary. <laughs> if you're listening. Do you know him? Yeah, hello, Gary. Um, I've been out for dinner with Gary. I'm oh, not keen. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Mostly about his work. I mean, you've read any okay. of his novels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't great, are they? He's <laughs> on about Adric's many pajamas in one of those books. I'm not kidding you. It's like our commentary today. He's <laughs> talking about anything. <laughs> William Russell doing good. Yeah, heavy stone acting when it's polystyrene. Yeah, yep. <coughs> the lighting though. Look, they yeah, they've lit the nights. Yeah, it looks like they've done a night shoot. Very expensive, I imagine. It is very, yeah, very. Mm -hmm. well, when you think week is lit up yeah. beautifully, when you think they haven't done any, yeah, but they haven't done any exterior filming for Doctor Who at all at this point. It has the greatest hour is the first, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's not William Hartnell either. No. There's some man walking for it. Yes. I mean, this is like, in a way, this is a dry run for Battlefield episode two, isn't it? With the water, well, I, the water I suppose it is. Yeah, I've around. never thought of it like that. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have a, a health and safety accident here. In <laughs> Chip, get her out! Yeah, get, get her out! out. <laughs> it's the only time in my life when I've ever been heroic. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sylvester. <laughs> Oh, look, now he's doing it. Oh, it's heavy like, stone. Oh. There we go. Oh, my God. Oh, no, it's, it's like getting, that. <laughs> it's really light. <laughs> I don't think I could do any better. No. Mm -hmm. You just can't convince that something that light is really heavy. No. And, and when it slides in as well, you hear that it's polystyrene. He must think, what's the doctor? The doctor's trying to bump me off. <laughs> oh. Come on, Ian. But this is good because this is um, this is where he comes out in the tomb again, isn't it? Yes. And gives them access. And then the only thing stopping them from leaving episode four is they need to get Susan away. Yes. So, so yeah, it's like that um, episode of um, Marco Polo again, same same writer, where the episode ends with them. Almost all getting into the TARDIS, but oh, Susan gets captured yes. at the end, and they're so close. Do you know what? I bet that looked amazing. I think that did, well, yeah. the telesnaps look terrific. Yeah. Here's water, Marco Polo. <laughs> Come for it. Can you imagine if this was just telesnaps? Like we could only see, it. like because it is so beautiful to look at. I think we'd still lose something, wouldn't we? Oh, for I sure. Think there for would sure. be. There would probably be moments that were missed. I think, I think this is the thing with the telly snaps is that sometimes we haven't got certain key moments. No, we're, we're incredibly lucky to have the telly snaps and the reconstruction yeah, and, and the animations. Yeah, and well, just the soundtracks even is just amazing. You lose something from not seeing the nuance in the performance. Yes. And I find less so when I watch Galaxy 4 with Hartnell, it's more with Troughton. He's just always doing stuff with his face yes. that isn't there in the animation. And he's always doing something that you don't expect him to be doing. I think. Yeah. 